0: L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step by step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads, generally for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: In this segment, it is the 12th day. We got, uh, we got about the last uh, 32 minutes left on our show, um, approximately. We are going to be talking... We're going to be talking the whole NBA free agency thing. And we're going to be talking about the whole... Uh, how this free agency season really shook itself out. And uh, LeBron James. And, then we, and we're going to talk about the fact that there is a... I guess we have now an, an, an imbalance of talent in the uh, NBA. In other words, it seemed like the Western Conference... The Western Conference seems to have all the stars... The Western Conference seems to have all the great stuff. now we have my man uh Landon Buford, who is from the dot com to kind of talk about this and uh weigh this in with me because um LeBron James going to the west what does this do what 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 does that do to the Western conference I know the Lakers are maybe a few years away, but now everybody's I guess people are starting to gather at the doorstep although to be honest. Ain't nobody beating Golden State. Landon, do you agree with that? Uh, Yeah, I do. I
3: think Golden State is ahead of everybody else, but I think the Lakers are coming in stride. Okay. With the the addition of LeBron James, we'll see what, what can happen as far as if they can get Kawhi Leonard or if Carmelo decides to side with them over the Houston Rockets.
2: Right, right, and, and and the thing is, what happens to this? So, is the, so the Eastern Conference will will the Eastern Conference ever win an NBA Finals in the next few years, or are they still perpetually the weak the weak conference in the NBA?
3: I think Boston um, has the best shot of doing it. Um, they just got to figure out what they're going to do with Kyrie and uh, Brendan Hayward once they get back into the fold. Um, I think if Boston can keep that group together, they might be a couple years away.
2: Right, I think they are too. I think Boston. I'm inclined to think had Boston beat Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Final, I think Boston would have given Golden State a better a better matchup. I remember a regular season game now. Granted, regular season games in what November really don't mean anything, but the one regular season game I saw Boston against Golden State, and Boston really. Beat them physically and want and beat them defensively, and I think that Brad Stevens is a good enough coach to figure out ways to beat that team. I
3: I think personally, I think it would have been at least six games um, if Boston would have been a, had the opportunity to play the Golden State Warriors. We wouldn't have seen a sweep if um, if they were in the finals, right? Because they were more talented uh, at every position other than um, the small four position that, of course, that LeBron played but Tatum uh, was able
2: to hold his own last year. Right. And so, and then we have, you know, our local team, the Philadelphia 76ers here in Philadelphia. Um, I personally was disappointed at the draft. I was disappointed at how they, at how they, you know, at trading Mikhail Bridges. I was also disappointed at the fact that you know they they put so much stock into bringing stars with free agents. How do the Sixers look within the rest of the context of the Eastern Conference, dude? Do, do you, what do you what do you see from the Sixers as someone not in Philadelphia?
3: Um, I think the Sixers um, are are there. I mean, I don't think that they're on the Celtics level yet. But then again, Boston probably shouldn't have been in the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals last year, anyway, according to the rest of the country. But I think um, the Sixers, if if I was to put they're at least, a, you know, uh, two or three seed next year with two. the talent that they have right now. If right. they bring in Kawhi, they'll, 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 they'll
2: win the East. Right. If they bring – okay, so you're saying that if you have Kawhi, they win the East next year. Okay, they're in the – in other words, they're in the finals next year if they bring in Kawhi. What's the situation with Kawhi? It seems like obviously not happy in San Antonio and um, – he wants to go to the Lakers or the Clippers. What is he really does he really want to play with LeBron LeBron and company? Does he I, does he really um does he really want to um call, you know, you know, br- play with with the LeBron James and, and the and the whole thing in LA? I,
3: I think that he wants to be closer to home. Um I obviously I think he wants to win as well, but I mean, you know, there's no place like home. Uh, that's why he's you know obviously said he'll play for the Clippers or the Lakers right but I don't think that's gonna happen because obviously San Antonio's asking for the moon right uh, right now um just because it's the Lakers right um I think that if somehow you guys can figure out some you know trade pieces to bring him into Philly I think that might be a better option for him uh, but then again you guys have to figure out if he's gonna uh, if he's gonna sign to a long-term deal and that's where the hold-up is. San Antonio really doesn't have the leverage, I don't think. Right. They think they do, but they really don't have the leverage because he can just walk next year.
2: Right. And I was going to say, now joining us on the line with us is is my man Brandon Robinson. Love to get his take on this. And so... Um, Gentlemen, what's going on? Hey, Brandon, good to, good to have you here. We were just talking about Kawhi Leonard. I just want to get your, your, your take on Kawhi Leonard's situation. And... Um, are are any are teams really, really willing to okay, you bring you give up the world to bring him in and only only to have the possibility of him walking the next year?
1: Yeah, I think um when you look at Paul George for example, I think last season, uh the Oklahoma City Thunder taking a chance on getting Paul George who had a year left on his contract, and then Sam Presty was able to woo him back into Oklahoma City. That's a that's a case study on uh, loyalty uh, and, you know, smaller markets uh, winning the day uh, and committing to the Thunder. In the case of Kawhi Leonard, uh, I think there are a lot of unanswered questions. Number one uh, is health. Number right. two, uh, I think, and I've, and I've said this, I've gone on record before, I, I look at um, it's just the Popovich uh, system in the sense of, you know, Greg Popovich has been blessed to kind of be like a college coach uh, in the mm-hmm. NBA. Uh, the, the sun rises and sets on him. Uh, but what you began to see uh, last season was uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who uh, is respectful, uh, comes from down south in the Texas area. Landon, you're familiar with that area. And um as as a, a, no, I'm saying Landon's familiar with that Dallas area. He's, he's based there. What I was saying was LaMarcus Aldridge, for example, uh, he started to have risks with Greg Popovich. Mm. And you kind of saw that carry over into this season with, Kawhi Leonard I think there's a generational shift going on in the NBA and I think that uh, Kawhi Leonard knows his worth knows that he uh, can bring a lot to the table and I think that when you look at what's going on with the Spurs right now it's a shift with uh, just culture in the NBA where the players do run the asylum and I think that you're seeing Kawhi Leonard have his guys controlling you know what's going on and and what he's playing to the media as well I think when you look at all of those equations, uh, from everyone that I've spoken to, the two teams that most look like they'll be able to acquire Kawhi is not necessarily the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, but it, it, in fact the Philadelphia 76ers or the Boston Celtics.
2: Wow. I was going to say now, from that standpoint, from that standpoint, and any, any, any one of you gentlemen can take is, if, say, Boston gets a Kawhi Leonard, I guess the Celtics are in the NBA finals next year as well, right?
1: Well, it's it's uh
2: it's plausible. I mean, you, you
1: look at the Eastern Conference and the shift of LeBron James being gone; um, it's all up for grabs. You you have a a a a a uh, Sixers team who's competitive. You have a Celtics team that can, that's competitive and quiet as it's kept. You have an Indiana Pacers team that's improved immensely. Um, but then you, you you see the even a Washington Wizards team that's improved um, immensely, but all points indicate that you know there's a Boston or, or Sixers rivalry brewing in the Eastern Conference, and um, the Celtics, uh, as young as they are, um, have come to play and, and, and challenged the the, uh, the Cavaliers uh, to a seven games.
2: Right. What happened to the Toronto Raptors? I mean, Toronto it seemed like oh. Toronto's biggest problem was uh, the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. their kryptonite is gone. Are, are, are they among those contenders now? No, Landon. Do you think you feel the same way?
3: No, I, I don't. I don't think they're among. They they need uh, a couple more pieces, and I don't know where that's going to come from uh, personally.
2: Okay.
1: I think for the Raptors, it's mental. Um, you look at just the way. Um, listen, when I watched Jonas Valanciunas go against the uh, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, there's a mental aspect to to that, and he he missed some key shots against the Cavaliers in the, in the playoffs. It reminded me of Charles Smith getting blocked by Jordan four times in the 90s. Right. There is a mental aspect to being a champion. It's not so much physical as it is mental. Right. And so you mean to tell me you're better when the the, the prom king leaves? You was never the king
2: to begin with. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, no, but that's, you know, something... You know something? They were the number one seed. And you mean to tell me you couldn't knock off the team? Well, Cleveland was number four. Cleveland, all Cleveland had was LeBron James. It was LeBron James and a, and, and a bunch of guys. LeBron could have got all three of us to play with him, and we'd have beat the Toronto Raptors.
1: Listen, you mean to tell me, I'm going to use the shape by the bell reference. You mean to tell me that after A.C. Slater and Zach Morris leave, is the man, no way in heaven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that I've never heard that reference that, uh, that ladies and gentlemen, a Save by the bell sports reference. I will, I will, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send this tape out to you right now. I'm going to, like I say, I'm sending this tape out. I that, that's this, you got to enter that in the hall of fame, man. So, Save by the bell references. I, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so basically now golden golden state, getting Marcus cousins, DeMarcus cousins, Golden State getting him, I think that I say the Golden States are going to Golden States going to win it anyway, okay? Because Cousins is still coming off a uh, a, a hamstring. I mean, not a hamstring, an Achilles, and that, and I've seen that in baseball. I mean, Ryan Howard in, in baseball yep. never recovered from that, and that's going to be tough. So if he is healthy, what does he bring to the table? An extra All Star. An extra All Star, wow! <laughs> so, basically, basically, they
3: basically have six All Stars on the team if you include Iguodala.
2: Right, you have six also. Golden State's not losing this thing, you know, for the rest. I was, I was gonna say for the rest of this decade, which which has a couple of years left, but. The thing is, it seems like nobody. And that the conclusion I come out of free agency, the draft, and all that is that gold. The Gold State Warriors are going to be unless Houston comes up away with a way to get to them. Unless someone beats them in the West, I don't see anybody beating Gold State for that. I mean, Golden State is going to be the NBA champions for quite some time. They may, they may, they may build the first dynasty that we've had in basketball in a long time.
1: Yeah, I think when you look at. Um... Just I had this conversation with someone the other day. I, I think that when you look at the, the Golden State Warriors winning that championship in 2015, um, many argued that you know Kyrie Irving being hurt, Kevin Love being hurt, and LeBron uh, imposing his will uh, and basically being a human NBA jam machine for the Cavaliers. Um, you know, nobody saw that coming. You know, it was almost like the David and Goliath story. LeBron coming back to Cleveland and You know, doing what he needed to do. And it was a championship that was just supposed to happen. And then the following year in 2016, you know, you had a healthy love, you had a healthy Kyrie. And then, you know, a a Draymond Green technical foul and a Steph Curry mouthpiece throwing gave the Cavaliers a championship, Mm -hmm. essentially. And in the following two years, the Warriors won. Um, That being said, you you began to believe. I was one that didn't believe in the Warriors and what they had to offer. And the thing is, you can say what you want about the Warriors, but, you know, people passed on Clay Thompson, people passed on. Curry, people pass on Draymond Green. Um, and, you know, Mark Jackson was the person who set the table at the beginning for it, and, you know, Steve Curry then joined the meal. Right. Um, but you, you add pieces in Draymond, excuse me, you add pieces in Demarcus Cousins, who signed for $5.3 million. And reportedly, uh, the Lakers uh, were, were contacted by Draymond Green for a, a similar type of situation, because I think that dream, that, that uh, Demarcus sees the bigger deal. Demarcus right. cuts $5.3 million one year. Um, Recover[s] from Achilles injury, man. That's that's like the biggest Christmas gift uh, in the world. And you didn't even behave all year. Uh, <laughs> and I think that when you look at that situation, he's raising his value uh, by sitting tight for a year. Um, and and I think that um, more than anything, uh, the Warriors have done it the right way: passing, shooting, defense. Defense. You know, you you let you let, uh, you, let um, you let one guy walk to the Lakers. And JaVale McGee and you get uh Demarcus Cousins. How how sweet is that? That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, and LeBron thought going to the Lakers would be green and pastures and uh you know, while the Lakers and the other NBA teams were playing battleships, the Warriors were playing chess.
2: Wow. Well that's that's interesting that you say that. And I gotta and I gotta ask you, Landon, in terms of where the uh where the Lakers are, what would what would the Lakers need? What would anybody and the uh, oh wait a minute what well, my producer is saying we're up on a break I want you to I want you to keep this thought in mind I'm gonna just keep this roll, roll this question around what what else do, what else do the Lakers need to to unseat Golden State I mean I mean what what would they need to say that they had the ability to unseat Golden State so when we come back from the break answer that question for me either one of you right now we are listening to you're listening to the Chris Murray Report W R D Radio ninety six point one FM and 900 AM WRD Black Talk Media. We'll be right back. We are back. Okay. So the Lakers, the Los Angeles. And by the way, as a reminder, we have Landon, Landon Buford, and Brandon Robinson. Um, on the on the line with us, Brandon Robbins from the Scoop B pod, podcast and a senior writer with Basketball Society, and Landon Buford, who's a senior Buford, who's a senior writer with um, with thehype dot com, and gotta ask you guys, in your opinion, how far are the Lakers are and for that matter, anybody in the Western Conference from unseating the Golden State Warriors in a, in a playoff series in the West?
3: Um, I think that they're, like it, like I said earlier, they're co- probably a couple pieces away Just where they're going to get those pieces from and what they're willing to give up to get those pieces. Um, I know for a fact that earlier this week that there was a report that came out that the Houston Rockets um, and Clinton Capella were not too happy... Um, with the you know the uh, the meeting that they had, I mean, if they could actually add him for maybe a Demarcus Cousin type um, uh, salary piece, that might work because he was a uh, intricate uh, piece to helping the uh, Rockets last just almost take out those
1: same Golden State Warriors. Okay. Yeah, the Clint Capella thing to me would be intriguing. Um, I, I think that. Uh, the ability to add a big man uh, would, would, would definitely work. I was disappointed that the Lakers weren't able to retain Julius Randle, uh, who went over to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans because uh, the Marcus mm. went to the Warriors. But realistically, I think that the the, the, the key for the Lakers to do anything uh, would be either to trade to get uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, this year or to wait till the season to acquire him because – um, LeBron still needs help. You're essentially adding pieces, but LeBron is LeBron is going to have to play like Miami heat LeBron, uh, scoring in bunches in order to uh propel uh the Lakers to any type of uh relevancy in the NBA finals in the postseason. Um, because the West is, is a grown man's league. Uh, you know, he left the Eastern Conference where he ran it to go to the West. And uh that's that's going to be a arduous task. Um, but I also will tell you that I like the fact that Rajon Rondo uh, went to uh, the Lakers. It kind of went full circle. If you remember in 2008, Rondo was a young player, and Sam Cassell was brought over to the Boston Celtics, and he mentored him. And to be honest with you, Cassell closed many of the games uh, for uh, the Boston Celtics uh, under Doc Rivers. And now Rondo comes full circle coming in, and you know, we'll be a backup to Lonzo Ball. But we'll mentor him, and we'll show him the ropes as well. Um but also as a a valued contributor. Uh, He's a lot younger than Cassell was at the point where he came to uh, the Celtics uh, under Doc Rivers, but uh, a guy that led a a Pelicans team uh, into the playoffs into the second round. I think that the Lakers have to gel. I like that they re-signed Contavious caldwell Pope. I like that they added Lance Stevenson, Um, but I do think that they are a Kawhi Leonard uh, and probably a couple of scorers and a big man away um, from achieving... Uh, anything to be up to par with the Warriors?
2: Yeah. What about what about the, the Houston Rockets were so close, and I understand that. Um, oh God, what's his name left uh, the f- small Trevor Ariza? F- yeah, Trevor Trevor Ariza left. How how does that hurt them? Yeah, they will they were Chris Paul away from possibly winning that series. How can they get back, or or, or or are they in position even with the absence of Trevor Ariza? Are they ready? are Are they ready if everything, all things equal with health, are they are are they capable of knocking off Golden State? No.
3: Yes, they need to. Oh, okay. okay
2: cool. Landon, go ahead.
3: I was gonna say yes, but they need a they need another piece like uh, Trevor Ariza somewhere to actually help, and they need to retain Clinton somehow.
2: Okay, okay. What about and from your and from your perspective, from your perspective, um, um, Brandon? How, how do you see that?
1: Well, I think that there are uh, the Trevor Ariza piece is definitely going to affect them, but I also think PJ Tucker is going to have to step up um, a lot as, as well as Ryan Anderson if they don't retain uh, Clint Capella. Ryan Anderson, who can shoot the lights out, but is not as aggressive getting to the rack as Clint Capella is going to have to step up. Um, And I also think that you know the other piece that that still will be on the table uh, will be uh, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I think Carmelo still has a lot in the tank, and I'm a little partial because I'm in New York. Um, But I I think that when you look at Carmelo Anthony uh, the, the year before last, uh, of this pack, one, um, was still a viable option on that Knicks uh, offense. And if they're able to acquire him, um, I think that that would make up for Trevor Reza.
2: You know what I think Carmelo Anthony's problem is? I don't think it's anything in terms of his ability. I think it's motivation. I, I think that he wants to go to a place that looks like it's going to win. And I think that if he's around guys like, say, you know, Chris Paul, or LeBron James if if he likes to go to L.A. I think that would be a renewal of his game. How do you guys see that? I think that
1: Carmelo Anthony is one of the best Olympic players that you've ever seen play. He's a multiple gold medalist. I think Carmelo Anthony, had he gotten traded second by the Pistons rather than third by the Denver Nuggets, we'd have a whole different conversation. Right. And I think his narrative has been um, he's always signed the longer-term deals rather than the short-term deals that Wade and LeBron signed. Mm -hmm. And I also think that early in the game, at some points he got comfortable. Um, And I think that New York, he handled it well, but they ate him alive. And I think I'd like to see Carmelo Anthony go to a team where he can at least get past the first or second round. Right. Because I think that he's always been a star. I've never looked at him as a superstar. But because he had such a daunting career in Syracuse um, and, and a great Olympic career and married the pretty girl, I think people have often pegged him as um, more than he was or thought he was greedy because he took the money. And I think that
2: he wouldn't, if they were
1: in his situation, wouldn't you probably do the same thing?
2: Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, would definitely, I would definitely agree with that because I think that when money comes into play, I mean, you're going to do what you have to because, because there, there's no guarantees in in, in these uh-huh. careers. There's no guarantee. Um, Landon, I was going to say, Landon, what, what 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 are your thoughts on on Camela Anthony? If he plays around the right guys, is is his motivation right there?
3: I think if uh, he gets around like a Chris Paul, people like a LeBron, like 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 he has been in a, on Olympic team, then obviously, like Scoop said, he does play well, and possibly the best scoring option, depending on who else is on that team. But I think um, when he's not when he's not put in a leadership position, he thrives. But when he does, obviously, he you know it, we see when how that happens.
1: Right, I I think it's the Vince Carter effect. I use this analogy mm-hmm. often. When Vince Carter played for the for the Toronto Raptors, um, he was the star in Toronto. But when they lost, you know, he, he caught heat. When when he went to his graduation and then came and played the Sixers and lost, he had hell to pay. But then when he got traded to the Nets, he played with Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson, and he was one of the guys certain people are put in a superstar position and are either aren't leaders or don't know how to respond in that leadership position, and or they're really not the superstar people put in, and they put that peg on them. And I think that um, Carmelo was in a situation, like like Landon said, uh, playing in the Olympics he starred, uh, and I think it's kind of like Michael Vick in Atlanta where he didn't have wide receivers and people questioned his, his throwing ability but that one year in Philadelphia that was magical, I um, I think, you know, he... he. He was able to be put in a position where, you know, he played under top wide receivers, and 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 Ed was able to balance it out with some a solid run game.
2: Guys, we are out of time. Thank you for taking time out to talk to us today and being on the Chris Murray Report on WRD. Um, Like I say, I'll be bringing you back, you guys, back soon. And anything. So, ladies and gentlemen, our time is out. So you all have a great weekend. You're listening to 96.1 FM WRD and 900 AM. WRD Black Talk Media we'll see you next week take care
0: and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business, but mine and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort Club Med Punta Cana to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have